0: Hello and welcome to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast with Greg Reese. Today is Sunday, March 20th, 2022. And I hope you are all having a beautiful day. I know down here in Florida it is a beautiful day. Beautiful Sunday, March 20th. Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to cover just the the admin stuff. Um, Once again, this is going to be going out to everyone. Normally this is a paid-only podcast. Um, But we're sending it out to everyone while Substack figures out some issues that I mentioned last week that I won't go into again. And uh, hopefully they straighten that out. It'll make everything a little more seamless. Uh, Either way, if they come back and they say, hey, we can't figure it out, I have a real pain in the ass manual way of doing it. The goal is that um, outside of my ramblings here right now, all of you are unaffected by this. That's my goal. So anyways, that should be done hopefully soon. They've been on it a while. I know they're busy. They're a big growing company. I'm very happy with them. Uh, it makes uh, makes it easier for me to provide good content for you because they take care of all the hard stuff stuff I don't know so that's that I got a guest who's agreed to come on and join me for um, possibly just an extra podcast other than the Sunday one we'll see and I think that'll be very interesting for for all of you I guess that's about it for the admin and then we'll get into current events and what's going on Um. Before I start, I think I might get in the habit of doing this every week I think it's a good thing for everyone, especially these days Uh, As I'm sure you have said and your friends have said Maybe you've all stopped saying it by now Because it just sounds uh, ridiculous and overused at this point But we are living in crazy times, right? (laughs) So um, I uh, have spent years of my life practicing meditation and other similar skills, spiritual skills, physical, mental skills for years. And for many of those years, I believed that I was practicing them to prepare for right now because like many of us, we've been expecting this in some shape or form. Some people were expecting some type of pole shift. Some people were expecting some type of cataclysm. Some expecting a a new world order takeover. I mean, it's all in one. And uh, I'm very grateful that I've been able to hone some skills. The main skill is the ability to turn off, in my opinion, the most valuable skill you could gain from meditation, yoga, Any of this uh, basic general stuff, Tai Chi, is uh, the ability to control your mind or have at least have more control over your mind. Without, it seems like the default mode for humans is we have our lower monkey mind that is just constantly chatting away, and that can make people go crazy. When people talk about the voices in their head, uh, I think it's it's funny how a lot of us uh, act. Ooh, like that person's crazy. The person who says they have voices in their head is crazy. Because we all have voices in our head, don't we? Con- and, and I think maybe that's probably the reason why people shut up when they hear that is because they're, they're like, oh, that's crazy. But my voices won't ever shut up. That's normal. Called the monkey chatter or whatever. And um, it's just your onboard operating system. It's like a computer system that needs to be um restrained by the operator you and if you don't uh restrain it that's like part of your operation is to restrain it and if you don't it just gets out of it just goes berserk it just won't shut up it's just constantly you know uh spewing out output you know giving out feedback constantly I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. That's the basic gist of it. You know, the, um, the desires and aversions and the preferences, constant nonstop preferences. It, it serves a purpose. It's not for nothing. But if you don't keep it under control, it'll make you go freaking crazy. And here's how you keep it under control. Super simple. So simple, you could put it in an operator's manual. I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. In my opinion, the only reason there's a million different ways of teaching it is because you can't really make money off of anything unless you put a little spin on it. So, and that goes for, you know, I would say just about every religion, every sect, every style of In tradition of yoga and meditation, it's like, hey, I want to do this for a living. Um, I could just say, hey, to restrain the mind, focus on one thing. Boom. Done. Walk away. I think anyone can figure that out. But you got to make some money, so you got to come up with different ways of doing it. That's my opinion, but I'm cynical. Anyways, here's the one thing. just got to focus on one thing. Now here's the science. Once you can focus on one thing, and that's hard. <laughs> Try it. Once you can focus on one thing with, uh, with, with um, discipline and restraint to where you're actually centrally focused on one thing, laser focused, no distractions. When you're in that one place where you're now on this one monothought, monofocus, from there... And from my experience, it's not something that I can do. What I can do is get myself to that singular focus. From that place, then by the grace of God, I can then fall from there into no focus. And this is different from spacing out. A lot of people, I think, from the way people talk against meditation, they seem to think that it has something to do with losing consciousness and spacing out. I would I would strongly say that's it's exactly the opposite. It's um, it's it's total, total awareness and total consciousness without any distracted, any distractions, total presence, probably how I don't know, maybe certain animals live. I don't think I, don't, there, I think there's a lot of animals on this planet that don't have the constant chatter in their head like we do. Because we have a mental, uh, it's not a bad thing. Like I said, if, if if humans can learn how to live in balance and control that mind, the mind, we can do almost anything. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty impressive when when we can discipline ourselves. So anyways, that's why people... Say focus on the breath, which was the uh, probably the oldest most original one because it's something you always have with you It's something you're always doing. It's just an obvious thing. It almost seems like it's just the natural Intended purpose of the whole model. Hmm? So it's just really simple uh, the reason people sit Cross-legged mostly is because you want a uh, Posture you want a a spinal posture up and down. You don't want any slouching. You want bone stacked on top of bone pretty much. Kind of like if you're, if you're a shooter, if you're familiar with the prone position, kneeling position, seating positions when you're shooting, it's the same principles. You want the body stacked in a certain way to where you can just let it rest. It's all about relaxing. So you don't have to do it on the floor. You can do it in a chair. I see plenty of people doing it in a chair. The point is, is you don't want to slouch and you want to put yourself in a position where the body can just you can just let it be. And there is no strain. There is no discomfort. You want to just you want to be able to not be distracted by your body. Now, a lot of meditators, myself included, uh, see the pain and discomfort as a part of the process Uh, when you can when you can be present with the pain and discomfort. Instead of complaining about it when you can just get get in there and be pain, in pain and be pain discomfort You can overcome it and that that alone is is a strength and a lot of meditators find that Appealing to gain that strength. So there is that so don't be afraid of the pain and discomfort, but it, it, Obviously if it's too overwhelming um, Then it's bad for you and it's not good and you're not gonna ever be able to not be distracted by it, you know so anyways you don't need the pain of this. You don't need the pain and the discomfort. That's the point I'm trying to make. And that's why you see it. That's why you have a chair. You could lay on your back as well. People call it Savasana, the corpse pose. Uh, the issue with laying on your back is you could fall asleep. And if you're ready for a nap, then go for it. That's a perfect way to nap. All right. I think after a five-minute ramp, we can get to it. Let's do a little deep breathing. You're going to be doing it and I'm going to be talking you through because I can't do both. But it's super simple. And so all you need to do is simply put yourself in a comfortable position. Whether you're seated on the floor. For, for today's purposes, you could be lying on your back with your palms facing up. Your feet slightly falling outward so that there is no strain in your body. In a chair, you wanna sit with your spinal cord nice and straight, your back erect, feet flat, flat on the floor. Place your hands wherever they're comfortable, wherever you're not distracted and wherever there is no strain. And if you're in a seated position, I I will assume that you are comfortable on the floor and you know what you're doing and you want to sit also comfortably, no strain. And from here, we just simply deepen our breath, breathing in through our nose and out through our nose. If that's uncomfortable, try breathing in through your nose and slightly out through your mouth. And simply focus on your breath, all of your attention, all of it on your breath. And that includes the sound of your breath, the feeling of your breath through your nostrils in your throat, in your chest, all the way in your abdomen. You can feel it. So you focus all your awareness onto your sensation of sound, your physical sensation of feeling the breath, all about the breath. And as you do this, you gradually deepen the breath and slow the breath down. And eventually you wanna get it to where your exhales are twice as long as your inhales. And for now you can just try to make your exhale slightly longer. When your exhale is longer than your inhale, it forces a relaxation response in our nervous system, in our endocrine system. And it can be very frustrating because as you're doing this, you will catch your mind trying to distract you. It will be saying, hey, what about that thing? Or, hey, remember this, it'll, it'll just be constantly throwing thoughts at you. And it can be very frustrating. And that's meditation. If you, this is a very popular saying, if you catch yourself, if you regularly are catching yourself being distracted while doing this, then you are doing a superb job. Most people will forget what they're doing they'll be so distracted and they won't even notice that they're being distracted because they just get swept away into the thoughts. It's a little easier right now at this moment because I'm talking you through it and it, and you are not necessarily focusing on your breath. You're also focusing on me unless, unless you decided rightfully that my voice is just another distraction and you have, worked at tuning my voice out and focusing clearly solely on your breath then you are I mean you're you're excellent you're in a great position keep it up and that's it that's today's lesson this is something you can do obviously anywhere you could do it in bed if you can't sleep you could do it if you're in the middle of nowhere with no if you're stranded and naked like that TV show that I've never seen, but heard of. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and that's the beauty of it. It's like counting to ten, you know, when you're a kid and you grew up, you know, before when you get angry, count to ten. It's basically the same thing. It's a way of getting control over your emotions and your mind. It's a great skill to have. We all need it, especially today. So that's the breath. <clears throat> um, I'll probably do it next week, too. I'll do a different one, another technique, because there's a bunch of techniques, and it's good to have a few in your uh, toolbox, because we all have different minds, uh, different types of animals that we need to get under control. So it's nice to have a few different techniques. All right. The only real note I have for today is um, I wrote down they're literally playing God and they see the brainwashed flock as their own. Um, this is something I just a thought that I had and uh, I think this applies to the Um, the true Luciferians involved in this. A lot of these people are just scumbags. That's all they are. And, And all they're doing is padding their own pockets with money. That's it. They're not thinking any deeper than that. And they're willing to take a position where they are required to betray their fellow man to make that money that's probably the majority unfortunately and i think it was set up deliberately that way as a way of sort of destroying our resolve uh, i think the i think the proper term is uh, demoralization it's very demoralizing to see your fellow man at their worst but i'm talking about the the ones who really what they're really doing and these are the more intelligent ones they probably have very high IQs but they're also lost uh they they are not atheists they believe in god and they are also in awe of the mysteries of god just like any other god fearing person but these people are different in that they they don't trust God. They are not willing to surrender to God. Instead, they want, they're they the rebels. They want to play God. It's not, play isn't really a good word because they're deadly serious. It's as if they... And I can kind of... I, well, I can. I can empathize with this thinking. I don't share it. The only reason I don't share it, I think, is because I, from the very young age, from my earliest memories, I had a personal relationship with God where I talk on my knees and I humble and I surrender and, and I just have a trust and a relationship for better or for worse. It is what it is. And I don't question it. It's not, I'm not saying I'm, right. That's just the way I am. So that's my purview. That's my perspective. And so the Luciferian perspective, while I can empathize with it, I just don't feel it or experience it myself. And I'm just guessing. I mean, this might not be their experience, but this, and the only reason I'm able to guess it is because I empathize and I put myself in a position like that. And I try to open my mind and I'm like, okay, well, I can see that. And here's how I see it. I, whereas, whereas I experience an awe and a humility and a gratitude for the mystery of life and the realm, and this magical realm we're in, and this whole physical experience we're in. And I just simply give thanks for that. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Whereas I um, might even come across supernatural powers, and I will see them, when I see them, I'm obviously seeing them in my life. That's really the only way you can see the supernatural. You can't really see it in the physical, like on a television or a camera. You see it in your own life. And when I see that in my own life, I give great thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I figure I'm doing something right and keep doing it. And, and, and that's that. I imagine that the Luciferian uh, is also experiencing these supernatural powers But when they experience when they experience them, they are more inclined to want to replicate it. They are seeing it as it must be some type of science that God has a technology that we don't understand. And I want to understand that I want to know that too. That's a guess. I would also guess that the luciferian mindset is inclined to see God as not they don't have they don't trust that God has their best interests I would I would guess whereas I do like what I was saying before in my experience if if I didn't have if i didn't trust god I had my best interests like the trust fall image you know of a person blindly falling back and letting a person catch them for a human being playing that game is pretty crazy i think <laughs> cuz people are crazy you can't really it's eh, even you know trusting people is always a very deeply personal thing and it's always on you <clears throat> Um, But trusting God, that image is very easy for me with God. I am convinced that God has my best interests, and I'm convinced that the easiest, most painless way for me to advance and experience what I'm supposed to experience in this life and learn what I'm supposed to learn in this life is to completely surrender to God and have no fear and walk that path however God sees fit. I wish I've done that. No, I haven't. I've taken, I've uh, second-guessed God several times, and I've ended up on the rough road. I would guess that the Satanist, Luciferian, does not trust that God has their best interests. I would imagine that they perhaps even see themselves imprisoned here. In this physical world, by God, as if it's a prison planet, and it does that I will give them. I mean, this is like I said, they are they're not stupid. I mean, if the more you study about where we are right now, and I don 't think anyone knows exactly where we are um, It does seem like a realm that we are not able to not not even by death are we able to escape? Maybe maybe through death. I Mean who knows I Don't know where we are. I don't think any I've never talked to anyone who does That's a whole other subject But the point being is that's what that's why it's the great rebellion Satan's great rebellion is it's more than playing God. It's it's it, because what is the rebellion? I think what God wants is the trust. What God wants is to lead us. I have no problem with that. I mean, I have an internal conflict with it because of my lower mind and my ego has a problem with it. So that's the struggle. That's the inner Satan, the inner Lucifer, is the lower mind of of myself, of my body, my animal trying to distract me from spiritual higher learning and higher experiences, constantly trying to drag me down into hell, tempting me with pleasures and desires, internal struggle. So the playing God part simply is, I think, a um, the logical strategy that you would come up with if you were in this role. The logical strategy if you were in this role of defiance and rebellion towards God would be to try to back engineer. the The mysteries of God, good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a part of me that admires it for its um, ambition, but i don't see the personally i don't see the point, but I'm not here to talk about me I'm here to to I'm here to rant and ramble about. The Satanists, I suppose, on that subject. So, the original thing I wrote. They're literally playing God God, and they see the brainwashed as their own flock. Okay, so when it comes to this brainwashed flock of theirs, if they want to play God, then they need a flock of humans, just as God has a flock of humans living here on Earth with faith into God. Christians and And uh, and Buddhists and um, whoever has a personal relationship with God who believes that there is, that the mysterious, unknown, supernatural force that seems to be behind all this, that also seems to reach out personally to each and every one of us, has our best interest and that we put our trust in that God. In my opinion, that's a universal experience that you either have or you don't have, and there is no. You can get into all the minutiae of, of of the of what that God's name is, <laughs> but that's just stupid human stuff. The animal, that's the stupid animal mind. Everything has to have a name. What does it look like? We don't know. If you think you know what what it looks like, or what gender it is, or any of that, then. Uh I'll just say, I'm, I, I don't believe you. My favorite definition of God, <clears throat> I heard from Yogi Bhajan, the founder of Kundalini Yoga, and what he described God as is G-O-D, an acronym, the generative principle, the organizing principle, and the destructive principle. And I have a feeling that is where the English word comes from. I have a feeling the English word God was an acronym for generative organization and destructive. Um, you know, who knows? I haven't even looked it up. I bet if you go to etymology, uh, that's a tough one. How would you find that out? But um, shoot, I have to do it now. But um, God, Etymology. The word "God" is Old English, and it means supreme being, deity. Okay, so it does; it means that. um, It comes from Sanskrit "Got," German "Gott," "Gud," "Gub," Gothic "Slavanko," "Zovo," "Huto." All right. Anyways. But that's basically, if you were to define what we're talking about, that's one of the best definitions I've ever heard is the the generative, the organizing, and the destructive, aka the cycle of life. And if you were to back up and try to generalize it as much as possible, I think that's the best we can do. Um... In short, the long answer is uh, we don't know. (laughs) But we have faith. That's what the power of faith is. Uh, So the Luciferians don't have faith, but they have belief. Uh, They are aware of God. They don't deny God. They, They don't have faith and they rebel. And so they need a flock. And the way that they just like everything else humans do to try to play God is a inversion. Inevitably. uh, That's their flock. Their flock is based on lies. Their flock is based on fear, instilling fear, um, cognitive dissonance, confusing people, making people stupid, dumb, and afraid. That's some God, right? Now, they probably think that's what God does to us. They probably think that the actual God is responsible for making us all stupid, dumb, and afraid. I, would, I don't see any argument there. But um, I don't know. I imagine they must. or may, you know, I, Like I said, I don't think these are stupid people. I just think they're lost. I don't think they're crazy. I think they might be crazy because they're lost. I do think, I think anyone who loses touch with the source loses their mind. So, okay, I, I, was, I will say they're crazy. But they see, and the reason I say this, they see them as their flock, is because at first I was saying, for a long time I was just thinking, what they've done is they've created an army out of people. they've uh, uh, An army out of the average public, out of civilians, TV watchers, media addicts, dopamine addicts. They've used MK ultra techniques and brainwashing and dumbing people down and confusion and fear to create an army of people that will believe anything they tell them. And they'll fight against us. They'll fight against the people. If if, if they want them to fight against all of us who are trying to bring truth into the realm, then they will. They'll obey and they'll fight. And that is true. But I, I am now thinking it's more than that. They, they also feel now that this, this is their flock and they cannot. <laughs> they have to see this through with them. Like they're part of their. The, the brainwash. I guess the point I'm trying to make is the brainwashed minions are not just a tool, a blunt object being used by the Luciferians. It is part of their weird mirroring. Which makes it even more creepy and more dangerous, in my opinion. I don't know. I've talked about it for about 20 minutes now. And I don't think we've really uh, done much except to express a thought that I had that I thought was interesting. (laughs) Um... I mean, where would this lead? Uh, Basically, it leads to an inevitable crushing of an illusion and awakening to the truth in a very painful, stupid way. I mean, it always feels stupid when you make a dumb mistake and learn the hard way. I can say that, but, uh, I mean, what's happening with the flock, with the brainwashed flock is uh, that's a whole new level. Imagine being right now, imagine being ready to go to war with Russia because you're just told to by these frigging scumbags. Imagine that imagine trusting scum like these pieces of shit scumbags. I guess I would imagine that these people don't See them as that so imagine that imagine not Seeing the obvious like that That's the craziest thing in my experience right now is the flock the brainwashed flock It's just unbelievable that that's possible I suppose from my purview and my, have I been fooled? Yeah, I'm probably fooled right now on a few things. I'm not talking about being fooled. I'm talking about like the blind trust in another human being. I'm lucky in a sense that I have, I, I used to say I have trust issues in that I don't trust anyone. <laughs> um, I don't even think I trusted my mama, <laughs> you know, I mean, I love her. I loved, I, when she was alive, I loved her. I respected her. I honored her. I love her now. I talk to her still now. Trust her? Nah. I was smart enough at, a, at birth, I suppose, to know that st- humans are stupid and dangerous and you don't trust them. You can have levels of trust, you know, like when you get to a level of intimacy and a close relationship or, or doing a project together and you need to have a certain level of bonding and trusting. Yeah, you can incrementally to a certain degree go there. But you always have to be aware that this person can completely fuck you over at any given moment and not even know it. That's how humans are. We're very unimpressive. We're we're mostly animal in my opinion. I used to say we're all spirits having experiences as humans But that's really only if you see it that way If you don't see it that way, you're just a dumb animal Maybe (laughs) I don't know Have we solved anything? I don't know. I think hopefully what we have solved is we've learned a simple technique or we've remembered or been reminded of a simple technique that we could use to bring our self back to center, to relax ourselves, to calm ourselves down. And I hope we uh, maybe, you know, we're able to think a little about our relationship with God and what we're here for. This is important stuff, especially now. What do I mean by especially now? Well, I don't know about you, but I've been making my peace with God, you know? I've had a good life, uh, what can I, what would I really want to accomplish spiritually before I die? Not to be a doomer or gloomer, or, but we are living in crazy times, especially in America. So, I guess what we'll do to wrap it up is uh, I'm just going to kind of scam over the uh, headlines. Which I haven't done all day. All day today, I've just been doing like Sunday stuff, you know. Putin goes hypersonic, dagger 10 times speed. Okay, they're talking. Okay, the Musk. Okay, here's where I'll end. This is good stuff. I've been watching recently The Dark Journalist on YouTube. I've seen him before. I know some of you watch him. I've gotten some comments from some of you. A friend of mine sends me videos by him. That's how I know of him. Anyways, he's got a recent one where he's been talking about Elon Musk's involvement with the Ukraine, which is interesting, and I'm surprised I haven't heard more of it. I think I might have to do, do a report on this, but it's one of those things I don't have a great enough amount of information. <sighs> like I love to speculate and I do it on this podcast, um, but on my reports, I don't like to speculate. And if I do, I do it in a way where I try to get facts and that that sort of point in a speculative thought, you know. But in other life, yeah, I love it. Like uh, So this guy, Dark Journalist, was talking about how it seems like Musk is set up as sort of like the president of the, of space. And I kind of... That that alone resonates with me because I think Musk was set up for his role and it's a big role. And, and before I heard that, I always likened it to similar to Einstein. I think Einstein was put in the position that he was put in as well. I do not think Einstein is a super intelligent human being. I think he was made out, he was created to be that way as a facade and for a purpose. It's a whole other discussion. Musk, his purpose is more clear, you know, uh, living in the present day and stuff. And you can see it because for some reason he's hugely popular with everyone it seems, from all areas. I mean, not all of us. Like, I'm not a huge fan. Like I said, I don't trust anyone. And he wants to put chips in our heads. And he's doing some horrible shit with pigs and monkeys trying to brutally get this thing working that shouldn't even be messed with. But I would would, uh, recommend that. It's a good watch. The Dark Journalist. And uh, it's probably the most recent one. Let me tell you what it was. I think it was live last night is when I saw it. Um, yeah, I think it was this dark journalist X-122 secret space government. Yeah, that's the one. UFOs and emergency powers. Interesting stuff. Oh, yes, there's like a special UFO group that was created with Gillibrand, and she's connected with Nixium. And he's suggesting in this video that our current clown government has access to this X technology. That blows my mind. I don't really believe that. I think whoever controls this X technology uh, has got it under lock and key pretty good. And that's more the Nazis from my research. Or that whole group. I would even say the Nazis. I mean, if you really look into the UFO part of the Nazis, that's that's where they were, I mean, they were in the the mountains of Tibet looking for spaceships and um, ancient sages who have spoken with the uh, non-humans, you know. I'm just looking over the headlines, and a lot of them are just dumb, you know. We really are reaching stupid levels of dumbness. I'll leave it at that. Like, I'll tell you one thing that I think is dumb, and um, maybe you feel this way too, but there's a lot of people out there on all sides who seem to think that, like, yeah, let's go to war with Russia, man. Let's get it on. I was at the range today, the outdoor range today, and some young guys came in for someone's birthday and a lot of Ukraine talk, a lot of like pro-Ukraine talk. And I didn't necessarily hear like, fuck Russia or anything, but it's kind of the same thing. I don't know. I think there's a certain aspect of, of war loving that humans have. I don't think if we were, if we weren't manipulated into wars, I don't think we'd be starting wars personally, but there is something about us being drawn to them. I know I was when I was younger and I, there's something about it still part of it. I don't know. Maybe when I get angry, <laughs> I don't know lately, maybe the closer we get to it, the more I'm realizing, no thanks. You know, I don't like, I'll put that out there right now. Easily. No, I don't know. I don't want that. I wanna, I wanna grow some food. I wanna get off grid. I wanna chill on my own, and I wanna occasionally see my neighbors and have a drink. And other than that, I just wanna like chill, be left alone. You know, <laughs> no war. But there is a aspect of man that can, and when I say man, I mean human, human, where we can be poked and prodded and. Uh, you know, encouraged into it for whatever reason. It's probably that R complex, that reptilian brain of ours, right? <laughs> probably got a lot to do with that and our diet and our low IQs, all these things, right? All right. Today was a bit of a distraction, a bit of a relaxing thing. We didn't get too much into it because we're at the, uh, you know, the precipice. So I freak out about it, right? Okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, Once again, this is all points. It's going out to everyone on the list. Subscribers only, thank you for your support. Uh, We're going to be going back to subscribers only for the Sunday podcast once we uh, figure things out at Substack. Uh, Thank you all for joining on the email list. Thank you. um, Thank you all. I honestly uh, really appreciate all of you. When I spend this time with you, I'm imagining. You know, the best for you. You know, I hope hope you're all healthy, happy, and uh, prosperous. Why not? Thanks for listening. I will see you next week, if not sooner.